I'm Kate Conroy. And I'm Vanessa Tillow. And this is Other People's Business, which is the podcast from the New Jersey Business and Industry Association, which is the largest statewide business association in the country. I know, right? Woo! Uh, we release a new episode every other Wednesday, so be on the lookout for that. And shout out to New Jersey Manufacturers Insurance. They provide home, auto, and workers' comp, and they are the official sponsor of the show. Yeah, so check them out if you need some additional coverage. Mm -hmm. So, like she said, we air every other Wednesday on your podcast network of choice iTunes, Google Play, Amazon's Alexa, anywhere you can get a podcast, we're going to be there. If you're not into the whole podcast thing, you don't want to have to, you don't want to take the time to figure out an app or anything like that, totally check the show out on YouTube, youtube.com slash NJBIA. We put every episode up on there. You can see these smiling faces every other Wednesday. Um, and subscribe. It can be really difficult, you know, every other week to remember, oh, yeah, they put a new episode out. If you go to NJBIA.org slash subscribe, they'll let you know whenever we're new. Right. So with us today from Wells Fargo is Pete Dantas. Pete, say hi. Let the audience hear your voice. Thank you. And Kate, nice to meet you. Oh, nice to meet you. Very nice to meet you as well. Did you have any trouble getting here today? Nope. I, you know, I grew up in Trenton, so I, I know my way around. Nice. So I have no problem getting here. Very cool. And this is my first podcast ever. So. You're kidding. This is a great podcast to be your first. Oh, I think yeah. I said that in our last episode. Yeah, last, <laughs> yeah. The episode we taped yesterday with Jackie from uh, Fairleigh Dickinson mm -hmm. University. That was her first podcast as yeah. well. So we make this really easy. Yeah, it is. It's Looking fun. forward to it. All right. So are you checking things off I on the am. script as we cover? Them? Yeah. <laughs> right. like I would. She's very organized. I know, right? OCD. It's okay. It's okay. I'm feeding the OCD today. I'm sure. not ignoring it. Okay. All right. So today's icebreaker is: Would you rather go 30 days without your phone or a lifetime without dessert? Easy for me. Yeah. A lifetime without dessert. Wow. Can't can't not do. I need the phone. Right Even for 30 days? Yeah, I'm not a big dessert guy. Oh, well, I guess it's easy for you then. Good? Yeah, lifetime without dessert. Really? Yeah, I've always been like that. My weaknesses are like the potato chips and yeah. the salt and the fat, not the sweets. So. Same. Yeah. But I'm still struggling with the question. So when you when you're at like Thanksgiving mm -hmm. and dinner has been fabulous, and then somebody rolls out the pies, you're really like, meh. I mean, Thanksgiving in particular. I know, you if hate that. that. Was, well, yeah. Holiday. But if Thanksgiving was done well enough, you're stuffed anyway. You're full. The pies you're full. Yeah, but don't you want the pumpkin pie? Don't I mean, I, I do love pumpkin pie. I'm not going to, you know, besmirch pumpkin pie's good name. Think about the Girl Scout cookies you'll miss out on. Yeah, so like Ginny Marino, you know, know, from the Girl Scouts was on our show, and she gave us some free Girl Scout cookies to take home. And I'm not going to lie to you, the s'mores were gone in like a day. Uh -huh. Like a day. The whole uh, box gone. No. That being said, if I had to choose, there was there have been a couple times where I've accidentally left my phone in my car, Ooh. you know, and it's it's like I left my arm in my car. Yeah, you, know? you can't go without that these days. Yeah, I, okay. So I'm gonna I, give a shout out to Nicole Nicola because whenever she texts the two of us <laughs> yeah. and I don't respond within a half an hour, I start to get the Vinny, Vinny, where are you? Everything are you okay? dead? Everything yeah, exactly. It's so, true. Yeah. It's true. All right, so I guess I would have to say that I agree with you both, but it, it after a struggle. Yeah. There's there's like an internal struggle, and then I would say, okay, I guess I choose my phone. Yeah, I mean, there'd always be times where I'd regret not being able to eat dessert. You know, like there'd be that passing little thing, but we wouldn't go like five minutes without me regretting the phone being on. But you know, there are some people who purposefully unplug, and it's only thirty days without your phone. And Think of I, it as like a vacation. I never do that. Yeah. My phone is always on. It's in my pocket. You know, you get texts. You know, yeah, you know, I do thirty days though. Is your ringer on or off when you go to sleep? Off. 
I turn the whole phone off. Yeah, I don't. I leave it on. Well, you're so, I mean, if you're if the ringer's off anyway, you should just give the electronic device, you know, the good. So I've got this new thing. I got a new phone Friday because my phone, the old phone, after like noon, the battery would be at twenty percent, right? Yeah. So I got a new phone, and as they're kind of updating the software at the Apple Store, there's this little I'm sure you know. It's a device where you could just lay your phone on yeah. it, and it charges it yeah. without yeah. sticking in the you know, which was new to me. So I picked one of those up, and now it's just. You know what I mean? Just put it down if you're not using it. Mm -hmm. If you're walking around and it just charges. It's mm. a genius thing. So. But that's actually, since you're an Apple user, that's something that Droid users have had for a while. Right? Yeah, I've got one on my desk yeah. over there. You do have one, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. it's good. Good stuff. All right. So I guess grudgingly, I agree with you guys. Yeah. I, it'd be one of those things. Like, I'm trying to not use the phone as much anymore, mm -hmm. especially like I don't want my kid to see me like on the phone all the time, but. But 30 days? No. Really? Yeah. No, I mean, even when you unplug for vacation, you I don't unplug from fun stuff. Like, I'll unplug from That's work. True. That's you true. Know? But, yeah. yeah. Anyway, Pete, tell us what you do at Wells sure, Fargo. Sure, sure. So I've, I've been at Wells Fargo for about four years now, and I run the commercial banking division for New Jersey. I'm the market executive for the New Jersey market. And what that means is... We've got a group of lenders that uh, handle middle market companies, and that's what historically I've done my whole career, uh, managing a middle market group. I was a, I was a relationship manager in the middle market group and you know, prior jobs, and um, I run the middle market group, and I've done that since 2015 at, at Wells Fargo. And then most recently, we had some changes internally, and I took over the business banking group. So the way we define business banking at Wells Fargo, it's Companies with sales of five million on up to fifty million, and middle market used to be twenty-five million. We're elevating that to fifty million on up to two billion in sales. Wow! And that group is there's five offices from Paramus in North Jersey, Summit, Island, Princeton, and down Manhattan for the southern part of the state. So we have the whole state. So I'm driving all over the place every day. So it's interesting. Maybe I'm misunderstanding, but I think it's an interesting descriptor that middle market is business banking, but the business banking is small business. Right. Right. That's just that's just the way the businesses are described pretty much at every bank. Right. Right. So middle market is like that mid sized right. company. Can be public companies, can usually be family owned, but larger, more sophisticated companies. And business banking, you're right. The definition or the the term is a little odd. It's a misnomer. Yeah. Uh, but that's but it's a that's a smaller company. You don't want to say you're small business. No, it's yeah. business banking. Right, yeah. business banking. Yeah. What is the term for large? Large corporate. Large corporate. Large corporate. Large corporate, corporate banking. Corporate. Yeah. Huh. And those are the Fortune 500. Sure. You know, large companies that we all know. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. How long have you been doing it, banking in general? So banking, I've done banking since 1985. Always in New Jersey. So you've logged a lot of uh, miles on the car there. I have. I have. <laughs> I, you know, I leased my car, which was like the dumbest thing I was thing just going to say, do you lease or do you own? How stupid is that? <laughs> so I leased my car. Yeah. Then after three years, I'm like, you know, 20000 over sure. on the mileage. Easy. So I bought it. Yeah. I just purchased it. Yeah. I liked it. I just bought it. Um, so I've done it since, you know, the mid-80s. And I've not, you know, switched jobs a lot. But I've been at a couple of banks in New Jersey. Mm -hmm. um, I was at Bank of America prior to Wells Fargo for about 15 years. And I was at Mellon Bank for the seven years prior to that. Sure. Um, so, and what's great about the job is you get to know a lot of people 
in the market since I've been doing it for a long time. Lots of your friends are, you know, customers who you socialize with and have dinner with. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's a, a, yeah, that's a fun part of the job. Mm -hmm. And I've had a lot of the same clients in my group for, you know, many, many years. But what's happening over the last, you know, five or ten years, as the economy has been good and, uh, you know, cash and, and capital is plentiful, a lot of the companies that I've dealt with for a long time have been getting sold. So they, you know, they, they don't exist anymore. They got acquired by private equity firms or a large corporate type company, and they, you know, kind of merge into those new businesses, and they're no longer our clients anymore. Sure. And that's a natural phenomenon. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Interesting. Mm -hmm. I've actually got a random question that's not totally work-related, but as somebody who, you know, spends a lot of time commuting in the car, what do you do with the time? Are you a phone guy? Are you an audiobook guy, music? What do you do? Yeah, I am a combination of a phone person. So I'll, coming here, I was on the conference call from 1 to 1.30 with the team internally on a, on a couple of transactions. I'll do that. Um, I'll, you know, in the morning on the way in, I'll call folks I work with or friends just to catch up. Mm. And then if I'm not on the phone, I'm listening to the radio. Well, wait, wait, what time are you commuting into work? Yeah, so I leave my house 7.15, 7.30, and it's a 45-minute drive. Wow. I, I can't think of a single friend I have that could call me at 7.30 just to say hi, or that would not be an issue It's usually me. other work people. <laughs> yeah, that are, okay. Right? Yeah, that's fair enough. Uh, but we have a 7.15 rule. Don't don't call me before 7.15. Yeah. Because I may not be in a car yet, you know, having a cup of coffee at home. Sure. It's a 7.15 rule. A couple of people like to call early, but we nip that in the bud. Mm. Uh, and then the last night, I was in New York last night for dinner. Got done, I don't know, 8 o'clock, 8.30. So I called my brother, he lives in Florida, I called him and spoke pretty much from Newark Airport down to where I live in Monmouth County. So that was like a 45 minute conversation. Sure. And sure. So it passes the time. Yeah. And then radio, this is WFAN or sports radio. Some music, not the podcast. I might start now. You should totally to. listen to this. My yeah. kids listen to the podcast. So oh, they're really they excited. Oh yeah. Mm. Very excited about, hey dad, when are you going to do the podcast? I'm doing it tomorrow. Oh, we'll have to find out. <laughs> That's awesome. Great. To. So I will. You want to do a shout out to him? Ryan and Steph, we love you. We love you and Karen, my wife. Yeah. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah, so that's pretty cool. So that's why I was looking forward to this. Nice. All right. Very cool. So phone and radio. Sounds radio. good. Fair enough. Okay. Uh, what do you think about the, the future of banking? Where are we headed? So it's interesting. Um, the business has really changed since I started in banking, like, you know, in the mid to late 80s. And it's changed for a lot of different reasons. The banks, especially the larger banks, are really well capitalized mm -hmm. ever since the financial crisis in 2008, yeah. 2009. Mm -hmm. You know, the government came in with TARP money and just different capital roles that they test. You know, you might hear about these stress tests. Wait, what's TARP money? TARP money was the government giving the big banks. Like a bailout? Like a yeah. bailout, okay. but enough money to make sure they were well capitalized. Some mm -hmm. banks needed it. Wells Fargo really didn't need it. But we were forced to take it. Yeah. So to, and, and we paid it back <laughs> with right. interest That's right. Right? That's right. to the taxpayers. Mm -hmm. um, so that was 08, 09. Mm -hmm. So the banks since then, and, and, and the government has come in and said, you know what, you need to have these minimum capital rules. Hasn't happened so much in Europe. And yet, if you look at the European banks, some of the, the banks in Germany or Italy or France are struggling relative to the U.S. banks. Part of that is because the government in the U.S. said, you must have a minimum level of capital. And this wasn't the TARP money. This is just retaining certain, you know, prof profits and assets 
and getting out of certain risky businesses. So back in 08, 09, a lot of the investment banks were leveraged 25, 30 times. And, and now either they don't exist or they're part of big banks like a Wells Fargo or JP Morgan or Bank of America. And, and those banks I just mentioned are much better capitalized. So that's one thing that's changed. Of course, everything, we're talking about the iPhone before we started, everything that's electronic, being able to access your information on your phone, mm. your balances, transfer money to, you know, a friend or a kid or, you know, pay bills online. So the whole online banking aspect of, of banking has changed. You know, you go into a branch, it's not as crowded as it used mm -hmm. to be because a lot of the, you know, a lot of the transactions are done on your phone or at an ATM. So from a consumer standpoint, that's changed. Yeah, weren't you the one that was telling me you still haven't done direct deposit? Or not no. direct deposit, sorry, the mobile Bill deposit. Mobile, yeah. I did it for the first time. and Did that change your life? It did. And yeah. I'll be honest, <laughs> I remember um, when mobile deposit first became available and banks were rolling it out and there was a little bit of a charge for it. Like yeah, way it's free now. at the beginning. Yeah. And it's free now. It's like one of those you know, techie things that comes along and it's new and oh my gosh, it's only this much money. Mm. I finally used it for the first time this weekend like yeah. 10 years after it first yeah. made its appearance <laughs> and yeah it totally changed my life it yeah. was amazing yes uh yeah so do you use bill pay to write it to pay your credit yeah, cards or utility totally bills do. oh like auto pay auto pay yeah, yeah. Auto pay. Auto pay. yeah this way you don't have to mail out a check anymore yeah. you know so that's another another change beautiful and you know the, the thing about banking is for now for what i do for for larger companies it's really about having the capital and being able to make the right size loan to the company that needs it for equipment or for working capital mm -hmm. or acquire somebody. That's pretty basic, but the investment in technology for treasury platforms, um, any kind of anti-fraud type, you know, um, products that you have, positive pay, which allows you to, you know, to write a check but verify and send the bank a file of, these are the 10 checks I wrote today, I wrote you a $100 check, I wrote you a $200 check, and it's to Vin or to Kate, as opposed to someone coming in and taking that check, which is very easy to come up with a, a phony check mm. and make it payable to the intern here, right? Shout out to Will. Will? Shout out to Will. First day, Will? First day? No, you've been here for about a week. Four okay. days. He told me four days. All right. He's <laughs> yeah. good with the camera. He yeah. is. Good job. <laughs> so that kind of, there's investment in technology, which, you know, I think has made life in banking a lot easier, a lot more secure. I think that's what consumers have asked for, you know. So it's changed, uh, but what I do, lending money to companies, you're still analyzing the cash flow, the financial statements, and most importantly, the people and the, and the industry that they're in. Because again, that's other thing. Change, there's a lot of changes in different industries. You know, retail has changed with Amazon and, and all of that. So people are a big part of how we make decisions as well as how, how, how well the company's doing financially. That's always been the case. All right. Very good. Unless you have anything else, I think we're going to take a quick break. And when we sure. come back, we're going to play a game called Awful or Awesome. Cool. All okay. right. Thank you. And we're back. And before we get into the game, we were talking on the break. Uh, Pete, you grew up in Trenton. I did. I Tell did. Us I, I can't even imagine Trenton back in the day. Talk, right, talk I did. I, I grew up in Trenton. I went to, to Trenton High, Jeez. which they just redid. Yeah, I saw. I a couple, a couple years ago. 
had a you know had a good experience doing that and I lived in You had a good experience at Trenton High? At Trenton driving High. past Trenton no, High. No, no, at Trenton High. At Trenton High. <laughs> played sports, played soccer at Trenton High. And lived, you know, in, in Trenton by Greenwood and Olden Avenue for yeah. anybody who knows where that area is with my parents until I went to, to, to college and then, you know, I moved out after that. Mm -hmm. And I've gotten back involved with, with Trenton. I'm involved with the Boys and Girls Club, nice. which is on Center Street, not too far from here. I'm on the board. What do you do with them? So I'm on the board of directors of the, of the Boys and Girls Club. I'm actually stepping off in June, but I've been on that board for six, seven years now. And really, there's probably 15 to 20 board members that are engaged with um, the president and executive there, Dave Anderson and Reggie Coleman, and really helping them not really run the club, but set policy, fundraising. We have a gala once a year. There's actually a 5K race in October. Um, at you run? Park. I am. I ran nice. Yeah. That's great. Yep. A lot of fun. And, uh, you know, it's just a way of giving back, and they do a great job uh, with the kids from Trenton. And I think they have, I, I should know the number, probably over a thousand kids that come in at various times during the year, summer being the busiest. So, sure. but, uh, but Trenton, you know, Trenton's changed since yeah. I've been here, but we're in Trenton today, so mm -hmm. I just kind of thought of that as I was driving through to, uh, to get here from. Yeah. Uh, my office. Yeah, it's one of those communities that really suffered during the riots and has never quite... Riots? The riot, Yeah, the 67 riots. Oh, I didn't know there were yeah. riots here. Yeah. yeah, all across the country there were riots. Oh, sure. Yeah, right. Detroit, Newark, Camden, yeah. Elizabeth, Plainfield, Trenton. Yeah. Um, and some of those cities have come back really successfully, but it's taken Trenton a long time. It's taken a lot of you know, communities a long time. Newark is still... It's yeah. come a long way. It's come a long way. Camden's another one now. Yeah. What's happening in Camden is there's a lot of investment and tax subsidies for companies to relocate right. there, as there is in Newark. Mm -hmm. But Trent, for some reason, isn't there yet. Yeah. And hopefully it gets there, but who knows. Yeah, fingers crossed. Yeah. Fingers crossed. We, uh, we're lucky. We're right in the donut hole. I think, Vin, you're the one who told me about the yeah. donut hole. Do you want to describe what that is? What's a donut hole? Not particularly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, the donut hole would be like the safe zone for if you were to just like walk around Trenton. Like we're kind of in a, a safe it's, area, right? What, right. We're right by the uh, the state house, but it's not just at the safe zone. I mean, it's all pretty safe. I drive through Trenton all the time, um, but it's like at night. If you were to walk from your from the office to your car at night, I'm safe. I feel totally comfortable doing it here. Four or five blocks away, I maybe wouldn't feel so safe. But mm -hmm. you know, that's just at well, this night. This is like the business car. district of Trenton. Correct. Right. right. Exactly. But I want to say it was like one of my first couple weeks here. Um, I was walking back to my car, and today we have the garage right across the street. Mm -hmm. Then you had to walk like a couple blocks to get to our uh, parking lot. And I noticed that somebody was kind of like following me, and it, it was pretty scary. You know, I, I was kind of like ducking and weaving through cars, and I would notice that this person was ducking and weaving through cars. So I made it to the car okay, and I was talking to people about it the next day. And Sarah Bloom, shout out to her, was like, Vinny, that's the security guard? And his job is to make sure that you're that you get to your car, okay? And meanwhile, I'm like trying to pull like this whole like John Wick ninja thing, like ducking and weaving between cars, like you know. Don't you feel foolish? That I do. That is yeah. straight up the funniest thing I've heard all day. Oh go. my gosh, I'm here for. Yep. Yeah, FYI, he's there to help you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's a good it. guy. Yeah. Love it. All right, so now we're gonna play awful or awesome, and we're I'm going to name three things in quick succession, and we each have to decide if they're awful or awesome. And Prepared to defend your answers. Ready? Yes. Celebrity chefs. Meh. Yeah. Awful. 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 Why? You hate food? 
I love food, but if you're a celebrity, you don't need to be a, a chef as well. Kind of do your, your thing or, as a celebrity. Or like if you're a chef, maybe just be humble about it and work hard and no need to be a celebrity. Maybe, yeah. I don't know. I, I don't watch the Food Network. Like I said on a previous episode, like I know this is not a celebrity chef thing, but like I hate all those shows where they put like the little stipulations. Yeah. You know, you got to use a giant spoon to stir the thing <laughs> or you have to make grilled cheese without cheese. You know, those are just so lame. I agree. Um, I hate those shows. But even the celebrity chefs, I'm like, Okay, um, what about like an Anthony Bourdain? I don't know who that is. You don't know who that is? I don't watch the Food Network. I don't care at all. You know? So I know Anthony Bourdain. I, I'm indifferent, right, Sam? I'm kind of indifferent. All right. Um, you know, it, some of it can be interesting. And I like to cook, by the way. So, but I wouldn't get into the, the you know, some of the stuff that, you know, like I like going to a restaurant that so-and-so is a chef there and you may have heard of him or her. I think that's kind of cool. I've yeah. been to a few restaurants that have the name of a celebrity chef, but the celebrity chef does not chef there. No. And I've never really felt like it was a great experience. You, know, you get the lines, you get the extra prices, but you don't really get the yeah. the food that I'm assuming the celebrity chef would make because mm -hmm. you know, I was pretty disappointed. But I'm not going to name any names. But yeah. Yeah, I don't know that I would go so far as to say awesome because I really believe that if you're a chef, you're you're anything that's worth doing is worth doing well, right? So if you're a chef and you're in it just to make great food, that should be enough. You shouldn't have to be trying to be a celebrity as well. Um, is that your brand? I guess that's your brand, though, as a celebrity chef, right? Your brand is, hey, um, Anthony Bourdain or whoever, Wolfgang Puck, right? Right. And that's and your brand. And Those guys were celebrities before the culture of right. the food shows, before Top Chef, before the Food Network. Wolfgang Puck was a, you know, a, a staple in L.A. for, I don't know, 20 years before. Right. Now I'm wondering what you have to do to become a, a celebrity chef before the era of. I think you just had to be really, really, really good. Huh. Like, so good that your restaurant is where people wanted to eat. Okay. Yeah. And some of that's word of mouth, right? Someone say, yeah, I went to this place. It's, you know. Yeah. The experience was just unbelievable. Mm. All right. Wow. So we're all off. Elevators? I can't remember why we included this one. I can't either. Right. Elevators. <laughs> I guess oh, um, I like them in theory, but oh, getting stuck in them is not so fun. Well, sure. <laughs> getting stuck in an elevator is awful. Yeah. Actually, we in particular know that because the elevator across the street at our parking garage is horrible. Like, people get stuck in it like every other day. Yeah. Thanks for telling me that. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Fifth floor, I'm saving you the uh, trouble. I'm on seven. Like, yeah. You just have to do what you got to do. I actually thought about it as I was rolling in because um, I could have gotten a space slower, but I would have had to do the whole thing where you, you drive oh. down. So I was thinking about it, and I was like, you know, I, I twisted my knee a couple weeks ago. I've got possibly a broken toe. Do I really want to risk the elevator not running? You're shout out. Apart. I am. I am. I'm very squishy these days. <laughs> so, you know, the shout out to the Trenton Parking Authority who, yeah. like, apparently just left this uh, elevator to die, you know, like. Yeah, or fixes it with duct tape every other day. I don't know, but yeah, I, I could talk about the Trenton Parking Authority and that elevator for hours. We I should probably not do that. Yeah, probably not. Yeah, we're digressing. Right. I'm going yeah. with awesome. Awesome. Yeah, I'm with you. I think elevators. I use the awesome. one in our building a lot. It's never failed me. I know. So, you know my, my daughter has a fourth floor walk up in New yes. York City. Who wants to do that? Nobody. Yeah. That's horrible. Who wants to do that? And that then, is an awful fourth floor walk up. You know, you get up there, you're winded. You, yeah. you get winded, and then it just. It's, it serves a purpose. Totally. Sure. But getting stuck in an elevator would not be a lot of fun. Yeah. 
Now, we used to say um, never get into an, that, that elevator with anyone you wouldn't want to be with for two hours. You know, oh my gosh. That could be the that could be the case. Advice to Will too. Yeah. I haven't either. I've been yeah, knock on wood. Um, I always think about disaster elevator related disasters when I get into an elevator though. Like that scene in speed at the beginning when the elevator yeah. right? Sure. Or um, the scene in Mission Impossible. Hot, hot shot. <laughs> I know, right? I don't remember right. an elevator scene in Mission Impossible, but it's been a long time since I saw the first movie. Emilio Estevez is on top yes, of the gets, elevator and he gets yeah. like squished. Yeah. Oh, really? Yes. Oh my gosh. Oh. I, yeah, they don't leave my brain when I'm thinking about That being said, I mean, I don't think you're ever sitting on top of the elevator like Emilio Estevez was. That's true. Like, you know, just stay, stay, stay safely. Stay so what are you more comfortable in, bridges or elevators? Elevators. I hate, I, I'm not okay on the water. Stop turning it around. I know, that's, that's fine, that's fine. The bridges, I have a problem with the bridges. Me too. I've actually been okay with bridges. The things that I hate are when the bridges are too narrow, oh. and i got to worry about clipping the car next to me. Yes. But other than that, I don't have an issue with like being the over one, water. You know? The one here from between Trenton and Morrisville, is it on the other side? Yeah, that's a Trenton Bakes Bridge? No, it's, no, it's the other one Calhoun just down the, yeah, Street. Yeah, 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 Calhoun. It's like this big. It's very yeah. narrow. Yeah, it is. I hate it. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I also hate the ones where it's, you know, one lane and it's left to us to decide like who's Who gonna to go, go first. Because, you know, people are savages. Yeah. <laughs> you know, nobody ever uh, yeah, they are. makes the right call on that one. Yeah. Nah. Not a fan of bridges. No. Nah. Mm -hmm. nah. Alright, last one, Spice Girls. If you had asked me this like twenty years ago, I would have like thrown up here on the table. <laughs> But now, maybe like 25 years removed from like them being in your face every day, go awesome. They're campy and fun. Yeah, like I'm not gonna say that I'm like deliberately listening to the Spice no, Girls, God. but if yeah. you're flipping through the channels on the radio and something comes on, I could like karaoke some. <laughs> I think I can only name two songs. Yeah, you got me beat. I can't even. Really? To become one and wannabe. Yeah. That's. Oh yeah, that's it. That's it. Yeah. I'll tell you what I want, what I really, really want. Oh, exactly. Yeah, you know it. <laughs> that's right. Everybody knows it. That's what I'm saying. That's like right. 25 years removed, you can be like, all right, whatever. They know. were just in concert in Dublin. Did you go? I did not go. Oh, but it was them. What else were you doing in Dublin? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's a lot to do. I got there a lot of pictures funny. back from her trip. It was just like lots and lots of grass. <laughs> did you go to the Temple Bar? I did go to the Temple Bar. Yeah, it was really fun. It was great. Um, and Dublin, there was so much to see. As small a city as it is, there was so much to say. It was really fun. Yeah. So I got, how about ABBA or Spice Girls? ABBA. ABBA, 100%. Very good, very good. Yeah. ABBA's great. ABBA's awesome. I mean, ABBA is sort of like the Spice Girls of their generation. That's right. That's why I bring it up. Yeah. So we shouldn't like tell totally. ABBA that. <laughs> Exactly. No, I know. I know. You're totally right. But their music is in, I think, oh, is better. Their Mamma Mia thing. It's just yeah. great. The music's a lot. I still have to see Mamma Mia. I heard it was oh, really it's great. The yeah. first one was great. The second one was. Mm. Really? And the, and the Broadway show is really good. The Broadway show is phenomenal. Yeah. yeah, I loved it. Yeah, I like Fernando. I like, uh, I guess I like Dancing Queen. Dancing yeah. Queen's good. Yeah. I can't think of anything else they've done, but really? I'm sure. Um, Super Trooper. Tell me what's wrong. We should get a good voice, too. Yeah, but you named. Uh, Waterloo. Waterloo. Yeah, Waterloo. Waterloo. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. And at the show, at the Broadway show, at the end, they do like four or five songs. Yeah, and the audience is like singing along. Yeah, it's very it's cool. Fun. Okay. Totally. I could be down for it. All yeah. right. So we were awesome for Spice Girls. You wanna? Wait yeah, I'll give them awesome. Awesome. I'm more or less indifferent, but <laughs> you just like yes. That's <laughs> you were just personally invested in that. Like I really hope like they're all awesome on the Spice Girls. I know. Yeah. Oh, I'm 
No, they deserve it. It's, it's you were there, bad. weren't you? Like it was. you did, you didn't um, it, like the grass was just a cover up. You were at the concert. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> no, I totally. Front was. row, backstage pass, the whole night. It's funny that Posh they were in Dublin there. when you were there. They, yeah, were. they were. They were. They they had a concert Saturday night. We flew in Sunday morning, ah. so I missed them by like twelve ah. hours. Sadly. Where did she? Bad timing. I know it was bad timing. But Posh wasn't there. Apparently, Posh is too posh for the Spice Girls anymore. Victoria Beckham. That's yeah. right. She's married to the soccer player, right? She is. Yes, she married she the soccer. You do know it's funny you how we like know her more than we know him. <laughs> 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 and how we know her more than we know the Spice Girls in general. Yeah, well, yeah but that's yeah. Totally name recognition. Well, like she's probably the. You know, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. She's the only one that's really had much of a career, even outside of music or anything like. Yeah, She's the only one that stayed famous after that. Like but, uh, Jerry it, Hallowell sounds familiar. She's one of them, right? She's, She's one of them. Yeah. Mel B. Yeah. Mel B. I don't know which one. She I think she went to the concert. I'm telling you. Yeah, yeah, she totally she went, went to the concert. concert. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we should wrap this up. Okay, fine. Pete, uh, what's one piece of advice you'd give to your younger self? So, I think yeah, this is probably a cliche, but you have to kind of do what you like as opposed to what people are telling you to do. So when you're, you know, in college or just out of school, you're, you're trying to find yourself and, and what you're going to do for a living, you know, you, you can get not cornered, but you just things happen and you can't always control what happens, right? And I think I would, I would say to someone that's, you know, in her early 20s, make sure you pick, and I did, but make sure you pick a career and a path that you're going to enjoy. Right. That's that's right. And How everybody you know? says that. How do you know you're going to yeah. enjoy it until you're yeah. five years in and you're like, I really like this, or oh my god, I just want to. Well, here's what: if you if you do that and you don't like it, you have to have the guts to pivot and do something differently, which is not easy to do. Yeah. What was it about banking that made you say this is what's going to be it? For I agree. That's so a that's a great question. So when I first did banking, I really wanted to be what they called back then a stockbroker. Okay. Right, which is a financial advisor. I feel like now. that's what they call yeah. it. An FA now. Yeah. But back then it was a stockbroker. And, you know, I've always had an interest in stocks and the stock market. I still do. So that's the job I wanted. But those jobs were really hard to get. Yeah. So I said, you know what? This banking thing is similar to it. I'll get to meet some people, you know, do that for five years, and then I'll move into being a financial advisor. Sure. But, you know, five years turns into ten. You kind of like what you're doing. And next thing you know, you're here today having a discussion with you guys, and you never get it. That's right? the best career path ever. I'm just going to tell you. Anything Obviously. that leads right here. Right here. Obviously. So it just, you know. It's the golden egg, right? right <laughs> so that's how that worked out. But, you know, that's, that's, that's what I would do. If I was a young kid, I would kind of do what I thought was right. Okay. That's good. So say you're a, a business looking to, you know, pick a bank or maybe change banks. How can people get a hold of you? Give me a call. I've got a team of relationship managers, folks that look at the credit, all the ancillary services. I'll give you my email address. Absolutely. Anything you want to, anything yeah. people could use to get a hold of you. It's uh, Peter dot, my last name, Dontas, D-O-N-T-A-S, at wellsfargo.com. Okay. And I'm quick to get back to you on email. Awesome. Because your phone is never far from your side. That's right, right here. <laughs> give Peter a call at 715. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 715 rule. Yeah. Toby, if you're listening, that's about you. <laughs> awesome. Okay, I think that's our show. Sure. Thank you to uh, listeners and subscribers. We appreciate the support. Thank you to New Jersey Manufacturers Insurance Group, the official sponsor of the show. They do home, auto, and workers' comp, so check them out. And finally, thanks to Pete Dantas of Wells Fargo for joining us today. Sure.
Thank you, Katie. Thank you very Thank much. You. Thank All you. right, and we'll see you next time. Bye.